I'm visiting all 30 stadiums in one season to uncover the hidden stories that make baseball America's pastime. Rounding Third with Manish Jane. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Rounding Third with Manish Jane. This is the second episode of the podcast and the second stadium on my tour, the New York Yankees and Yankee Stadium. This was actually my first time at the new Yankee Stadium. I'd been to the old one several times, but uh, yeah, this is the first time I was able to actually make it down to catch a game. What I was really looking forward to, however, was the fact that after experiencing the Subway Series at City Field, now I got to see how the Yankees fans were going to treat the Mets fans, as once again, the Mets took on the Yankees in the Subway Series. Uh, The Yankees actually introduced me to Bald Vinny, one of the famed bleacher creatures that uh, has sit in the right field bleachers for several years now. He dates back to the old Yankee Stadium, and actually you're going to hear a little bit of my interview with him coming up soon. Before we get to that, though, I wanted to take care of a little bit of business here that I forgot to do in the last episode and just remind you guys to check out roundingthird.net. Uh, that's the website that I've got where you'll be able to check out some pictures of my tour and a little write-up I'm doing basically of my travel days, of each of the games. And if you have any suggestions or anything that you really want to hear about as I do this 95-day, 15,000-mile journey, please feel free to email me at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, tweet me at roundingthirdmj. Um, or yeah, just just uh, sign up for the mailing list at roundingthird.net. So now we got that out of the way, uh, I want to get back to Yankee Stadium. So it was a pretty interesting experience for me. Uh, I was actually quite surprised at how, I don't know the word to put on it. Honestly, I'm just going to put it tame, the atmosphere was. I was really expecting a, a raucous, crazy crowd for the Subway Series, but you know, I didn't really see that. You know, I, I saw a more passionate fan base at City Field than I did at Yankee Stadium. And I don't know if that has to do with ticket prices. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that, you know, 90% of their team is on the DL at the time that I uh, saw this game. But look, when I saw the game, they were in first place. And there's no excuse for them not to have brought out some crazy raucous fans for the Subway Series. I've lived in New York for the last couple of years, and anytime I've met a Mets fan or a Yankees fan in the world, they seem to have the proper amount of vitriol for one another. But for whatever reason, that didn't really seem to translate into the stadium itself. Now, it could be because the Mets put a five spot up on David Phelps in the first inning, but even before the game, it wasn't really that crazy. I ended up meeting a cop that was kind of walking around the stadium, and I chatted with him for a couple of minutes. And I was just asking him, you know, how crazy these games get and, you know, if he's ever had to really throw anybody out or what it's like, you know, patrolling a Subway Series game. And he basically said that since the new stadium was built, it's gotten a lot less crazy. Now, obviously, it's always great if you're not sitting next to that drunk idiot who's just obnoxiously screaming and shouting at other fans in the stadium. I'm not looking for fans turning on fans here. I'm more looking for the Yankees fans representing their city or at least their borough and giving the Mets players a little bit of razzin. I didn't really hear any of that. Now, like I said, it could be because of the five-run first. It could be because the Yankees have simply priced out the loud people and the people that are actually passionate and crazy about that team because I did actually see quite a few empty seats throughout that stadium, including in the bleachers, which, you know, look, they're not the greatest seats in the house, but you're going to be able to get them for 20 30 bucks. I understand that this is no longer the house that Ruth built. This is now the house that George built, and for better or for worse, this is what we've got. But I was just, 
I'm not going to lie. I had a better experience at City Field. And I don't credit that to the walk-off win. I just think the fans at City Field were louder, more passionate, and crazier than the people that I met at Yankee Stadium. It just seemed a lot more serene. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, it seemed, it almost seemed calm. It was very strange to, to witness a game in this new Yankee Stadium. I mean, they've done a great job with the amenities. The food is obviously phenomenal. There are plenty of luxury boxes. And the Yankee Museum is actually something that I highly, highly recommend. There are a couple of pictures from my trip to the museum that are up on the website, including a pretty cool structure of Don Larson throwing the final pitch of his perfect game to Yogi Berra. Uh, I, I, you know, explaining it's not going to do it justice. Just head on over to the website and and check out that photo. Um, and you know what? The, the one other thing that I really, really enjoyed about Yankee Stadium is the fact that they do let you walk around Monument Park. I got to the stadium about two hours before the first pitch, and if you enter through gate H and I believe make a left, you'll be able to go right to Monument Park and check them all out, and you can actually watch the batting practice from center field for a couple of minutes there. But, you know, that was a pretty special experience. You know, growing up and, and watching the monuments on and the old Yankee Stadium, that was something that I always feared as a kid. So being able to, you know, touch them and stand right next to them was something that was pretty special. So, you know, they, they, they've done a good job of trying to create a really wonderful experience for the fan. But, look, you can't talk about Yankee Stadium without talking about the fact that the prices are insane. You know, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous what they charge for lower bowl seats. I mean, I was sitting, you'll, once again, you'll see on the site, you know, it cost me $50 to sit in the upper, upper deck of, of the stadium, which, you know, look, I love those seats. Those are actually my favorite seats in the stadium. You know, you can see a bird's eye view of the entire field and you can watch the plays develop. But one of the other reasons why they're my favorite seats at a lot of these stadiums is that they're oftentimes relatively cheap. That's not the case uh, here. Or to be fair, over at City Field, those, those tickets are pretty expensive as well. But you don't want enough about ticket prices. I don't want to talk about that. We all know how annoying ticket prices are. But look, at the end of the day, it still is fun to go catch a game at a ballpark. And actually with that, I want to introduce my interview with Bald Vinny, a bleacher creature at Yankee Stadium. For those of you who don't know much about the bleacher creatures, I want to give you a quick little primer here. Basically, these are honestly what fans should be. These guys are passionate, crazy, loud, and they cheer on their team and they jeer on their opponents with the most fervor I've seen thus far. Uh, they basically started in, I'd say, the late 80s, early 90s, but you'll hear more of that uh, in the interview. And, you know, what these guys do is they just mercilessly jump on whatever opposing team's right fielder is directly in front of them. They've been sitting in the right field bleachers over at the old Yankee Stadium, and now they've moved on to the new Yankee Stadium. But the one thing that is actually pretty cool with what they do is something called the Yankee Roll Call. This roll call is actually a really fun experience. Basically, what they do is they get the entire crowd up, they get them chanting, they get them clapping, and they get them focused on each individual Yankee player. As they chant their name, the Yankee player will actually turn to the right field bleachers, either tip his cap, wave, nod, in some way, shape, or form, acknowledge that he hears the fans, he appreciates the fans, and he loves the fans. And then they move on to the next one. They do this for seven out of the nine guys in the field, leaving out the pitcher and catcher, because this actually happens in the top of the first inning while play is going on. I was able to sit with the Bleacher Creatures for the first couple of innings, and I actually captured the roll call. So at the end of the episode, you'll be able to hear the Yankee roll call for the Subway Series for May 29th, 2013. 
So here it is. Uh, this is about a 10, 12-minute interview with Bald Vinny, one of the famed Yankee bleacher creatures. Hope you enjoy it. All right, I'm here with Vinny Milano, but you probably know him a little bit better as Bald Vinny, one of the bleacher creatures from uh, Yankee Stadium. Thanks so much for joining me today, Vinny. Thanks for having me, man. appreciate it. So before we get into your uh, bleacher creature days, I just wanted to get uh, a little bit of a backstory as to what brought you to baseball to begin with. I guess just like everybody else, you know, I became a fan because my family were fans. Uh, we watched it when I was growing up. Yankees were always on uh, on the TV. And in the late 70s, early 80s, the Bronx wasn't really the best place to come hang out and watch a game. So, like I said, we mostly watched it on TV at home, and that's what led me to be a fan today. Well, it's fascinating because as I'm doing this tour, part of why I'm doing this is to kind of feel the experience sitting in the stands versus watching on TV. So you said it was kind of dangerous to, to come out to uh, the old Yankee Stadium, or was it just, what was, what was the reason why you didn't come out? Well, this area wasn't really the best of areas. The South Bronx wasn't, um, you know, the safest neighborhood. There's been a lot of changes and, and cleans up in the area. But, uh, you know, now it's a great place. There's a lot of security here. It's, it's completely different than, than the mid-'80s. But, uh, yeah, we come here and we, we like to have a good time and encourage like-minded Yankee fans to do the same. Well, what was your first stadium experience as far as when, when was the earliest you remember actually coming out to the ballpark? I came in September of 87. Uh, we sat in the right field corner against the Detroit Tigers. Yankees got whomped. Uh, there was probably about 15,000 people there all together. Uh, it rained most of the night, and I had a blast. That is fantastic. So, all right, now let's let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your time as a bleacher creature. How exactly did that come about? You know, I used to work in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, I worked in dot-com sales uh, and advertising, and I was low man on the totem pole, you know, uh, and I was always waiting for work. So I worked out a great deal with my boss that would let me come up to the stadium and, and check out the game. And then I would head back to my office and all my desk would be sit all my work would be sitting on my desk. And I would stay late and hang out and finish it all and leave it for them in the morning. And in exchange, I got to come in a couple hours later. And that's really what turned me on to coming to games. Uh, I had a, a philosophy back then. It was either go home and, and watch it alone on TV or for back then it was $6, come up here and see it live. So it was a no-brainer, you know? No, absolutely. So then did you start making friends here, or did you start bringing friends to the ballpark, or, or how exactly did you start creating those bonds here? Back in the old days, uh, it used to be general admission out in the bleachers, and you couldn't really sit in our old section unless you were known. Um, and I just kind of started making friends. You know, we used to have to wait online for tickets because, like I said, there was no uh, season tickets like there are now. Uh, you'd meet the same guys online. You'd see familiar faces. And then one day it was, hey, I'm late, running late for work. You grab me a ticket, and then you're in. And then that you get invited to come hang out for a couple of beers and then you get invited, to, you know, and then we have a, a great relationship off the field, which is really what makes our group unique. You know, we hang out at each other's houses for holidays. I had a bunch of people over my house for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I had like five tables of bleacher creatures at my wedding. Uh, we're definitely a unique group of fans. Well, for my listeners who may not be too familiar with the Bleacher Creatures, can you just give a brief overview of what exactly you guys are? Sure. Essentially, we consider ourselves the heartbeat of Yankee Stadium. We're the loud, passionate fans. If you're ever talking to somebody and they're like, yo, I know this Yankee fan, he's so obnoxious, chances are he's one of us. Uh, we like being passionate about the Yankees. We don't care if you don't like it. Uh, and, and we like to have fun. We get be behind our team. We support our crew. That's who we are, and we're here every night. Uh, we're here making noise. We're the ones getting up with two strikes uh, and two outs, making, you know, clapping and making some noise. I always say a lot of fans cheer when stuff happens. Bleacher Creatures cheer to make stuff happen. Oh, that's beautiful. I wish more fans were actually like you. Uh, so when the uh, Yankees moved from old Yankee Stadium to now the new one that was uh, built in uh, 2009, was it? So exactly how did that affect the Bleacher Creatures? You know, we, uh, back in the old stadium, we kind of, 
like I said, didn't really have such a great relationship uh, with the organization. Uh, we were kind of like the black sheep of the family. Um, we were the outsiders. We were the unruly, rambunctious, obnoxious crew. Uh, and we thought that, that would, moving across the street would be the perfect opportunity for them to break us up. Uh, because at that time, we did have season tickets, but we thought they would offer us something, quote unquote, comparable. Um, you know, this is what we, you had. This is what we can offer that's similar. Uh, actually, as a surprise to all of us, Prior to anybody else even getting a seating chart or even knowing what seat location we were going to be, uh, they asked us for a list of all of our names and account numbers and where we sat. And they said, okay. And we all said, really? <laughs> and yeah, we brought over like 137 full season tickets, some, some obnoxious amount. It was awesome. Wow. They, kept, they kept the core group together. Uh, they, and, you know, we think it's great because now, you know, we feel like we're a part of the, the team, you know. The roll call has been such a, a unique aspect and it's something that's been going on for so long that it's almost our own tradition, just like the YMCA that they do in the, in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, so it, it means a lot to us that they thought of us and brought us over and, and kept us all together and, and hopefully we can keep it going for years to come. That's awesome, man. So, I mean, have they ever done really anything else to reach out to you guys as far as giving you guys, you know, special deals or meeting the players or anything cool like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in 2009, we were graciously invited to participate in Hope Week, uh, which is a program, a community service program called, called Helping Others Persevere and Excel. And it's a community outreach that the Yankees uh, started where they go out and pick different needy organizations and they lend help. And it's an organization-wide thing. Coaches, players, front office staff, everybody participates. And in 2009, they asked us for the first time to come out. And uh, we came to an empty stadium after a game and they had a group from Orange, sorry, a group from Orange County, New York come up uh, called The Beautiful People, which is a group of disabled youngsters. And they played ball on the field at Yankee Stadium. And we roll called all of them, and it was awesome. And then we got, you know, we got to hang out on the field and meet some of the guys who were participating in that day's events. And uh, that was really our first crossing the line to really, you know, helping out and giving back. And since then, we've been invited to Hope Week every year, and we love being able to to participate. You know, the fact that that people look at our group as, uh, you know, strong supporters of the Yankees. We come out for anything. Uh, anything they need us to do, we're there for them. So I, I think they, they can rely on us in that, that regard. Well, you know, to me, that is beautiful. If you are a fan of the stadium, you want to be getting on the other team. You want to be heckling them. You want to be making sure that, you know, you're helping your team win. Absolutely. So what exactly, as far as, you know, I'm sure you've got hundreds of, of stories about just a player that maybe you really got on and, and you really got in his head. But what are a couple of your favorite moments as far as getting that one player just completely rattled? Well, you know, we look at, at heckling in the bleachers as kind of like an art form. You know, anybody can get up on a bench and yell, you suck. That takes no creativity whatsoever. Our biggest friend is uh, our smartphones these days. We'll wiki anybody uh, and we'll find out that you hit a buck 87 uh, at Washingtonville High School and we'll make fun of you for that. I really don't care. Um, I can't hit a curveball. My arm is terrible. Uh, I, I, there's nothing I can do to help the Yankees win. But if I could take somebody else's mind off the game for like a half a second, then we feel like we've done our job. You know, we have a great rapport with guys uh, who have been in the AL for a long time, the guys you see a lot. Um, your Nick Marcakis's, your Nixon, Trot Nixon's. I mean, even a guy like Vernon Wells, who's now on our side, uh, he was a favorite of ours for years. Uh, to just rip on. We would even go up to Toronto uh, as a crew, like 25, 30 guys. We would sit in the right field section in, in Toronto behind the Yankee bullpen and 
give it to their players just the same and took our show on the road. So we have a really long history with, with, with guys like that. And I said to Vernon uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did a great photo day on the field here that was sponsored by Cannon and the New York Yankees. And uh, I, I said, how does it feel you know, to finally be on the other side? And he loves it, man. Uh, you know, getting your name chanted in a good way <laughs> instead of being made fun of <laughs> certainly, certainly makes you feel more at home. Absolutely. So just a couple more questions. Um, so one thing that I've always been fascinated by is so you go to every single home game. How do you keep your voice from completely going out and, and all of a sudden, you know, not being able to yell and scream and jeer? Do you do something? Do you drink tea or do you do something to, uh, you know, maintain your voice? I have two tricks. Uh, my first one was I quit smoking like five years ago. It's been the best thing I've ever done uh, when I did smoke. By the third game of the season, it sounded like I'd gargle glass, and I'd sound like that till October. It was brutal. Um, the second trick I learned was from a guy who sits behind me. His son is involved in, uh, in theater, and he told me a trick uh, of theater actors and singers and whatnot is to chug a can of room-temperature pineapple juice right before you go on. So right before I leave uh, my T-shirt stand right outside of Billy's Sports Bar, I head inside and I chug myself a little pineapple juice, and it helps keep my throat uh, nice and soothed. That is fantastic. <laughs> you wouldn't think that there's a legit something there. There is legit stuff there. You know, I, I would love uh, Ricola and Halls are my friend in the beginning and the end of the year, but uh, through most of the summer, I rely on pineapple juice. We got to work on getting some sort some of pineapple sponsors. juice sponsorship <laughs> for the bleacher creatures. I mean, come on. That just makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I go to BJ's uh, about once a month and I buy a huge case. They're like <laughs> 69 cents a can. They're like my favorite thing in the world. I keep them in my van. Um, it's awesome. I love them. Nice. All right. So uh, outside of the Bleacher Creatures, just when you um, go to games, you know, on your own. So when you're just going to enjoy the game and not really get get on anybody, you know, is there a difference in how you approach the game or how you uh, take take in the game? Or well, I mean, it's very rare for me to be here uh, and not be a Bleacher Creature. I mean, I don't sit anywhere else. I don't sit in the box seats I've, unless I'm going to visit somebody. Uh, it's very rare that I actually leave Section 203, and I am here every day because I work here. Um, being a bleacher creature, believe it or not, is my job. Uh, it's supported by a small t-shirt company that I run, catered to the guys who sit in the bleachers. We make a little hardcore apparel stuff with skulls and flames and you know stuff like that. Uh, and I do also original player apparel, not your average thing you're walking to Models and fine. Something, again, that caters to the hardcore Yankee fans. So one lets me do the other. You know, being here every day uh, lets me sell the shirts or else I wouldn't be authentic. People wouldn't believe me because I am the hardcore fan. I am here every day. Last game I missed was May 6, 2009. So I, I put my time in and, and fans know that and they can rely on me being here and coming and hanging out. And if they want to make some noise with us, they definitely can come do so. Well, that is one thing I checked out your stand. I'm going to uh, snap a couple pictures there. You know, everybody needs to come out to the stadium and buy one of your T-shirts because, you know, you're supporting a hardcore fan. We all grow up and we all envision being a bleacher creature in some sort of uh, form, you know, whether it's yelling and screaming or getting people up to, to chant or whatever it may be, we all got a little bit of that in us. So we need to support people like you who've done this and, and given us, you know, uh, a good roadmap of how to do that. Thanks, man. I certainly appreciate this. You know, I started my business uh, in my parents' basement uh, almost 14 years ago, making shirts by hand for a couple of people who sat in our section. And it's grown tremendously. And like I said, I cater to hardcore Yankee fans with all original Yankee fan apparel. If you ever come up here, we're located right outside of Billy's Sports Bar, right on River Avenue underneath the train platform. You can shop online 24-7, baldvinny.com. We ship everywhere in the continental United States. 
So hit us up, check us out. We got some great apparel for you. Yeah, I'll make sure that there's going to be a link on the website. So everyone needs to go out there. If you're a Yankee fan, you need to go ahead and buy one of those shirts for me. So, uh, Ball Vinny, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for uh, uh, chatting with me here. We're standing outside Yankee Stadium. It's a beautiful day. We got the Subway Series tonight. You got any uh, words about the, uh, those uh, New York Mets? It was a rough loss last night. Listen, man, you know, you, you, you want to win every game as a fan, but you take the losses as they come. And Mets fans should be happy they beat our best in Mariano last night. But tonight's a new night, and we're more focused on, on winning the war. Those little battles can be lost, but our, our goal is October, and I don't think they really have that focus in, in Queens. So ready to make some noise for our New York Yankees tonight, and uh, let's go Yanks. Let's go, baby. All right, thank you so much. I want to thank Vinny one more time for taking a couple of minutes to remind me what the Yankee legacy is really all about and kind of introduced me to this crazy, passionate fan base and inviting me to sit with them in the bleachers for a couple of innings. Maybe I just caught the Yanks on a bad day. They were in the middle of getting swept by the Mets. Half their team was on the DL at the time that I saw the game. You know, maybe what I'm going to need to do is when I get back to New York after this tour is done, I'll take one more stop by Yankee Stadium and see if they can redeem themselves. Because I will say, ultimately, I was kind of disappointed. I don't know. Maybe I just had too high of expectations, but it's Yankee Stadium. I don't know. You know what? We're going to move on from that. When I left the bleachers, I headed back up to my section 420. And I ended up meeting a father and son, Sean Boardman, and his son, Zach, who actually had a pretty unique story as far as how they got into the stadium and his history of winning tickets to games for baseball, for the Super Bowl, for, well, you know what? I'll let him tell the story. Just a brief four or five minute interview with Sean Boardman and his son, Zach. So we're sitting here at Yankee Stadium, and I'm with Sean Boardman and his son, Zach. Thanks for uh, taking a couple minutes to talk to me. Oh, this is great. You know, I've heard about people trying to do the 30 ballpark tours. It's the first time I met anybody who actually did it. So it's exciting to meet you. So before we were turning this on, uh, you were telling me some stories about all the tickets that you've won and kind of all the contests that you've been a part of. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about just your history trying to win tickets uh, for ball games? Well, I, uh, you know, I like winning free stuff, as anybody would, and um, I was sort of a trivia buff growing up. And with the advent of Sports Talk Radio over the last 20 years, you know, taking off nationwide, especially in New York, they just give away lots of tickets, and a lot of times you got to know a certain fact. And uh, I just sort of made it my obsession, my avocation to just try to win tickets. And this is the fourth year in a row that my son and I have gone to a Subway Series game by winning tickets from a New York radio station. So it's, it's sort of a tradition. That's fantastic. So uh, you said you're taking your son here. When was uh, the first game that your son and you uh, attended? First game we attended was actually in the old stadium. He was really little. Uh, so that would have been, what, 2008, I think. He was uh, about six or seven years old. And he's just, um, you know, I don't force it on him. He just loves it. He loves Derek Jeter. He actually plays shortstop. And he just, uh, he picks up a lot of the game, and, uh, it, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's nothing better than taking your son to a ball game. So, uh, you know, we're creating memories for a lifetime, hopefully. Do you mind if I ask him a question? Sure. Okay. Zach, so what's your favorite baseball memory of coming to the ballpark with your dad? Uh, probably just being at the park. Yeah? And, and your favorite player is? Derek Jeter. 
So, all right, so what was, you were also saying that you, you won tickets to Super Bowls and, and Francesca's tickets here at the stadium. Yeah, I've been, I've won tickets to three different World Series. Uh, we went, Zach and I actually, we got to go to the 2009 World Series, the first two games against the Phillies. Uh, the, dime, the Scott Brocious game, when Byung Young Kim, the second night in a row, and he gave up the home, the two-out game, tying home run for the Yankees. I was here at that game. That was the loudest I've ever heard this stadium. Uh, what else? Uh, 99 World Series against the Braves. Uh, won tickets to 14 different Super Bowls. So it's just uh, it's just something I'm passionate about. And someday maybe I'll be like you and write a book about it. But right now, you know, that's like my goal every year. So um, you know, my friends all know me as a Super Bowl guy, and they always you know they just like to hear about when I win stuff. That's a lot of fun. Well, as we're talking here, the Mets are just putting a whooping on the Yankees. Uh, it is now eight to nothing in the uh, top of the fourth inning. So that's some of the uh, the dull roar you're hearing in the background is uh, some some Mets fans who snuck into the stadium. But uh, all right, so so we'll just wrap it up, and then we'll get back to watching the game. But uh, just tell me what your absolute favorite memory of going to any ballpark, either when you were a kid or taking your son. What's your favorite memory of any ballpark experience? Favorite single memory? Wow. Oh, there's there's been so many. Uh, you know what? It probably is the game that actually mentioned the Scott Brocious game because when Byung, they when they brought Byung Young Kim in to pitch to warm up, and it was the night after he gave up the tying home run to Tino Martinez, everyone in the stadium was clapping because it's like we can't believe they're bringing him in again. And then when Brocious hit it, he knew immediately it was gone. And like I said, it was the loudest I've ever heard the stadium. And the, the sheer disbelief that it happened two nights in a row, two game tying, two out, ninth inning game tying two run World Series home runs was just unbelievable and you know that was right after 9-11s and um, so you know the Yankees were up three to two after they won that game in the 11th inning when um, Alfonso Soriano got the single but then Arizona came back and won the next two games so that even though the Yankees lost that series that was um, just for sheer energy that was the most electric uh, of any Yankee game I've ever been to. Well, thank you so much for your time, and hopefully the Yankees will uh, make a little bit of a comeback here because this is just getting sad. This, it's this is bad. I was at a game, I don't know what it was, 10, 10 years ago, when Clemens gave up a grand slam to Piazza in one of these Subway series, and it was like 8 or 9 nothing by about this time in the third, fourth inning. And it's the first time I've ever left a Yankee game. So many Yankee fans left because the Met fans took over the stadium, and that is about to be what's happening tonight. Yeah, there are quite a few Met fans here at the stadium tonight. But uh, thanks again, and uh, we're going to go back to the game now. As you can hear in that clip, the game was getting out of hand at a certain point, and the Mets fans really were starting to outnumber the Yankee fans. But for Sean and Zach, they were still having a good time. They were walking around the stadium and sitting in different seats and trying to experience as much of the ballpark as possible. But with that, I'm going to wrap up another edition of the Rounding Third podcast. I am going to redirect you, though, to check out the blog uh, that will be updating Maybe not every day, but every other day. Um, if you sign up to the mailing list, I'm telling you, you're never going to hear from me unless I've got a blog post to put up there. So feel free to uh, put in your email address and you'll get uh, weekly updates. That's it. You'll get one email a week from me that tells you when new blog posts are coming up and how you can track me over this tour. Um, if there's anything you guys want to hear about as far as my travels are concerned, as far as where I'm staying or how I'm really getting around, please you know, shoot me an email at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And really, if you guys have a story about how much you love baseball, that's always something that I'm willing to hear as well. You know, I want to talk to baseball fans. You know, If I'm coming to your city and you're going to be coming to a game, shoot me an email and let me know. Maybe we can meet up sometime. 
And that brings us to the end of the Yankees edition of the Rounding Third podcast. I did have a good time at Yankee Stadium. I know I said my expectations were a little bit too high and I was a bit disappointed here and there, but I'll be honest with you. I've never had a bad experience at a ballpark. I may have expected more, but it was still fun. I met some really great people. I got to join in the roll call and I watched the ball game. There's really not much more you can ask for. I'm going to end the podcast with the theme song masterfully composed by Mr. Blake White. And then after that, I'm going to include the audio recording I did of the Yankees roll call from the May 29th Subway Series game between the New York Mets and the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Thank you to Blake White for masterfully composing my theme song. Thank you to Icarus Ronan for helping me out with my web design. Thank you to Krishna Jane for helping me out with the photo editing. And thank all of you as you continue to join me as I round third, heading for home. Rounding third with Manish Jane. Let's go, Yankees! Yeah,